Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is WWE Hall of Famer, The Think, Howard Finkel. And you're listening to the Nerd Coalition. Welcome to No Gimmicks Needed. Yes! 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 If you can survive, if I let you. You have to be the man! You gotta beat the man! Woo! The kids do big that sucker! Do I have everybody's attention now? Yeah, I hear you, CM Punk. Welcome back to the No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Mr. A&D, and I'm sitting here with my co-host here, Dan, uh, excuse me, that's the Nerdgasm talk, uh, from the Soul <laughs> Trek Enterprise, the Hard R Quattro. You want to know how I know you're doing too much? That right there. Yes. <laughs> yes, I am running a lot of podcasts here, do- doing a lot of work, but you know what I'm saying? I am still trying to uh, stick with it, though. Stick with it. Got you. So, yeah, welcome back to the nerd. Uh, the, the see once again, I fucked up already. But once, but welcome back to the No Gimmicks <laughs> Needed podcast, guys. So, uh, uh-huh. g- good week in wrestling here. Backlash is tomorrow. By the time you're hearing this, it will be tomorrow. So, I hope you guys are uh, ready to see Backlash. I think in the next uh, pay per view after that, I believe is I know NXT is having Takeover Chicago again yes. in June. Y- yes, it's. They're doing takeover at the same time in Money in the Bank, which I was mm, shocked. Oh wow! Didn't see okay. that coming. And wait I, like, a minute, so I so guess I guess Money for, Money in the Bank is a big one now. Nice. Yes, <laughs> yeah, Money in the Bank is now. They're going back to that classic five type thing now. Kind of like how nice. Money in the Bank is replaced the King of the Ring, basically. Okay. Yeah, so the question is, though, I'm like, I hope they don't make an extra hour in the show, though. We, we don't need an extra hour. And so, so is Extreme Rules after Backlash? It's after Money in the Bank. Extreme Rules? Yes. So, um, I only know this because I looked it up the other day. It's going to go Backlash, um, um, NXT with Money in the Bank, Extreme Rules, then SummerSlam. You mean to tell me we actually have a month of build for these pay-per-views and we don't got to keep rushing to get these predictions and these pay-per-view things up? Is that what you're telling me? Hey, look, they said everything's cross-brand, so I guess we only need one a month now. Oh. So it's back to taking time again, Oh, which yeah. I appreciate. I know. A <laughs> sign of relief, I'm telling you. A sign of relief for me. That that, that, that That's news to my ears. You know, brings me great joy, I should say. So, um, okay. Uh-huh. Well, we do have to go over backlash. So before we do that, we have to pay the bills here. And that is to give a shout-out to our collaborating company, Spacious Productions. Make sure you guys actually go on Facebook and go on SpaciousProductions.com where they actually do have a drawing 
where if you guys are interested in going to Wizard World Comic Con, they have not announced who the WWE superstars are going to be, but WWE superstars are always going to go go there. But if you are into the Ruthless Aggression, Batista will be there. He is he is there supporting Guardians of the Galaxy and, of course, Avengers Infinity War, but he is a former wrestler, former world champion, Batista. I plan on going to see Batista, so he'll be there. And then whoever the WWE stars that will be there, I will make sure I put those in... Uh, I will mention that in the podcast when it comes close to the time. We're like two weeks away from Wizard World. So if you guys want to go, they uh, they have a raffle where you guys can go sign up on Facebook. Go to their uh, website first to check all that stuff out. And the raffle's for four-day passes. So if you're into Comic-Con and you're into Wizard World, make sure you guys go check them out to try to win yourself some four-day passes. And make sure you guys listen to their Market Dark show because me and Swag on Zero, the Nerdgasm Talk podcast, was on there. and We did an Affinity War spoiler talk. We did about 90 minutes of just a great review. And it was great working with those guys. And I hope I can work with them in the future. Quattro, I hope you can give a listen to when you do get the time to do that. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, so make sure you guys listen to that. And also listen to uh, other No Gimmicks Needed podcasts also. And we uh, we are on Stitcher for those that have Android. We're still having a Stitcher problem. But we're go- I- I'm working hard to try to fix that. We also have iTunes for people who have iPhones, and then of course Google Play, uh, Speaker, and SoundCloud. So make sure you guys listen to all the Nerd, Nerd, No Gimmicks Needed podcasts on that, and Nerdgasm Talk podcast. And pretty soon we're going to be bringing back No Gimmicks Retro. You guys seen some of the other retro shows? We're going to review some older pay per views. So how does that sound, Quattro, to be a part of that? Oh man, the pay per views with the views that we have now. Looking back on them. Gonna make a lot of people mad. <laughs> oh yeah, especially if, if we gotta do a show that uh people ain't gonna like. And uh, also, like, if you guys like huh? December to December, no, thank you. So if you, I, I do, I do the actual ECW <laughs> one. I'll do the actual ECW one. One night stand, or we gonna do one night, the other one night stand, or the other one night okay. stand. Okay, okay. <laughs> now, 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 I like one night stand all the way up. But 2008 was the last good when I was just like, okay, down's over. <laughs> now it's over but uh, I, I'm i also going to say um, so yeah keep a lookout for that as we are going to do that so yeah that, that's all the news that's all the bills that had to be paid right here so uh, if I'm forgetting anything I, oh by the way yes if you guys want to send an email into us make sure you guys email us at therealnerdcoalition at gmail.com once again, the real nerd coalition at gmail.com. That's spelled C O A L I T I O N. Or if you're on YouTube, you guys put in the comment box. If you guys have a question for us or want us to email to be read weekly, we do not have any emails this week. So making sure you guys put the emails in there so we can have some emails for you guys next week. So you know, you got to start somewhere. Now, all them bills is paid. Let's go on to backlash. So, are you excited about Backlash at all, Quattro, coming up this Sunday or tomorrow? I'm, I'm really not. It's kind, it's kind of a stale pay per view for me. It feels like a filler pay per view, which it is, but it feels like it. <laughs> I mean, well, that, that's what happens with them B shows, like the B, like you know what? Back in like during the Attitude Era or even Ruthless Aggression, I used to love Backlash because it was like, let me get oh, the what, WrestleMania what? rematches. See, I love Backlash. I even loved when back then with pay-per-views like this had a background. Like, I remember Backlash with the big sickle. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yes, Backlash 2000. Back- right now, um, Backlash is like, hey, look, it's Raw on Sunday night. 
<laughs> yeah, you know, I also miss, you know, when the pre-show used to be Sunday Night Heat. Oh. <laughs> now, can we stop making everything an extra hour longer? Because guess what? I, I don't need to see that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, now those days I miss. But we're going to get into this car real quick. Here our quick predictions. And what do we expect to happen to Backlash? So, uh, like I said, it's a B-Show car. And since Carl just informed me that Money in the Bank is next and then Extreme Rules. So, I'm actually kind of excited about that because, one, I've always loved Extreme Rules because it gives them an excuse to do gimmick matches. Because... I mean, I'm a, I'm an ECW fan. I love gimmick match- matches. <laughs> anytime it has an excuse to use because right now WWE has to find an excuse just to use a gimmick match. I'm like, why do we have to have like six singles matches before we get to a gimmick match? You know, I hate that. Uh-huh. I'm not saying it has to be an out of place gimmick match. But I'm just saying, but why do we have to wait till Hell in a Cell to see a Hell in a Cell? Why do we have to wait till TLC to see a TLC match? Why do we have to wait till Main Debate to see a ladder match? You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. I mean, back in the day, a few... When you got the gimmick match, it was at a good time. Somebody accidentally went through a table in the last match. Now, the next one's a table match. Okay, cool. Nope. Nowadays, nope. You got to fight five more times before you get to that table match. <laughs> if you even get to it, because remember, the New Day and Dudley's was was having a story built up to the tables to save the tables, and they never had the tables match. They never had the tables match. They How? never had that match? They Not, n- it, didn't, it wasn't even a SmackDown blow-off match? And they never had the tables match. Never. Oh man, that's story writing. <laughs> so I don't know if I blame Road Dog or not, but this is before the draft anyway. So, all right. Oh, you didn't know. <laughs> he, he he still don't know. So <laughs> let's go on to the pre-show, which was actually added today because <laughs> I didn't even notice it. <laughs> what? So <laughs> na- until now, this was actually Why? added today, and that is the pre-show will consist of Bailey taking on Ruby Riot. In a singles match. So cool, cool question. First question: Why? Now I I do know why they're doing this because Sasha went out against the the Riot Squad by herself on Raw. And first of all, people ain't been talking about it. Ruby Riot Sasha Banks had a damn good match. Okay. I almost said that was probably the best match on the card. Because I really, really enjoyed that match. And Sasha was cleaning the house on the Riot Squad. And then Bailey was sitting in the back backstage watching her on the TV. So this is going to be Bailey's shot to go at Ruby Riot now. So that's what I think. That's why this is happening. So my question is, so are we just done with that Bailey versus Sasha Bank thing? Or is this a subplot for this? Because I know, I remember when the Riot Squad first got to Raw, they interrupted that match. But they didn't never settle anything either. That's that's why I'm a little confused right now. Um, I'm just telling you know right now, this is going to be just yeah, this is really just the subplot. This is the Ant Man after Avengers Age of Ultron. Uh, yeah, so Don't do me like that. Don't uh, do me like that. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, it's there. It ain't really fitting with the story yet, but you know it's it's, it's going to get there. So that's probably why I look at it. But who do you have win this match, Bailey or Ruby Riot? Um, I think it's better for Ruby Riot to win. I mean, they just got to they just got to Raw. She wants to make her impact. 
Bailey's been the starter for a couple people lately. He's probably leave her in the same role for right now. Now, if they do a tag team match after this, then okay, then Sasha and Bailey will win that. But for right now, I see Ruby Riot, Ruby Riot winning that. I have Ruby Riot winning that, and that that is points for me that I need. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> I, I have Ruby Riot. So I'm just like, these are the points I need. But uh, so let's get into the card. Let's go into the main card now. And let's get the tag team match out of the way because this is like forced together too. And you know what is surprising them? I'm listening. That's the whole pre-show. That's it. <laughs> that's it. The only one match so far. All right then. Okay, like you were saying. <laughs> yes. Just, just the one match pre-show. But what is actually surprising me here is that there, there, nowhere in here are the tag team titles being defended. No yes, SmackDown, I noticed no that. I noticed that too. I guess they'll save that for Money in the Bank then. I well, you know what? I actually kind of like it like this because what they got to understand is if you're going to do dual brand pay per views, you cannot have every single title on the line at the pay per view. It's just it's just not going to work that way because that way you already usually the B shows or regular pay per views that are not. Of course, the big ones like Money in the Bank, WrestleMania, SummerSlam, Survivor Series, or Rumble is you have you have an eight match card. If you put, I mean, uh, um, going off that a little bit, if you have every belt defended on every pay per view, then why do we have either Night or Clash of Champions? That is the point of that pay per view. <laughs> yes, I I agree with that. That's why I was saying like. It's good to defend the belts on like TV, such as Raw or SmackDown. And if you put every belt on the line, you're def- that's nine championships. That's your eight-match card right there. Uh-huh. And you can't do that. So it's like, if you do that at Money in the Bank, and you got two Money in the Bank ladder matches, you need... I think they realized from WrestleMania that WrestleMania, in my opinion, was good, but it would have been better if matches had time. You Like, these matches need some time here. So it's good that uh-huh. we're on, it's on, it's good that we're getting the WWE Championship, not the Universal Championship. We're getting no tag team. We're getting uh, both women's, of course, and then we, so it's like balance it out a little bit. So if they keep doing it like this and keep having an eight match card for a standard show, then I'm good with it. Right, I'm good that with it. Absolutely works for me as well. All right, so uh, main show here. So we have uh, Daniel Bryan taking on Big Cass. This is Daniel Bryan's first pay per view match. I'm lying. WrestleMania was, but this is first Daniel Bryan first pay per view <laughs> singles match since returning, and this is Big Cass's first singles match since returning. I think this may be his f- first actual match since returning. Also, now of course we want to see Daniel Bryan go up against the Dream opponents, AJ Styles, Nakamura, and Samoa Joe, all that great stuff. But his first uh, task is Big Cass, so. Who do you have winning this match between Dan Bryan and Big Cass? I actually have Big Cass winning this match. That would be some mad points for me. <laughs> but I, I I feel like with the storyline that they developed, I think they're going to have Daniel Bryan, you know, almost not like play the backfield in so many words, but have him work up again rebuild the whole Daniel Bryan hype once again. Not that it's gone, but it's just remembered. But it was different when you were living it. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> In a way, I do remember, but right now, we know this is just a plot device for him to get, you know, to, to hold off The Miz. I don't think they're holding him off, him versus The Miz off until WrestleMania, but I think they can hold it off long enough until SummerSlam. Yeah, 
SummerSlam. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. I think, I think they can hold it off a, a long enough until SummerSlam. But uh, for, for WrestleMania, absolutely not. So Big Cass is, is here for that. I kind of want it to be a one-off, but it may be a big... It may be a good big guy, little guy. So if Daniel Bryan loses right. here, I mean, I don't think Daniel Bryan gets hurt by, hurt by the loss too much, especially if the Miz comes out and distracts right. him. But if you're trying to build up Big Cass since his big return to make him like a dominant threat, especially with him as a heel run with no Enzo, he kind of mm-hmm. needs to win this matchup. And that's why I think it's better for Big Cass to win that. The cards are in his favor for him to win. Daniel Bryan can lose this and be absolutely fine. And I'm not trying to sit here and repeat exactly what you just saying, but Daniel Bryan doesn't need to win right now. He doesn't. He can lose. Then now you got that, once again, the underdog Daniel Bryan. That's who we want to win. That's who we want to support. We don't need... Right now, we got that big memory of a dominating Daniel Bryan always coming up, overbeating the odds. No, let's rebuild that storyline. And I think Big Cass is the man to do it. Especially as his recent couple promos, he can hold a promo. Let's yeah. give him a shot. I, I agree with you. And once again, I'm also going there for slight bias because he is on my fantasy. So, <laughs> once again, I gotta go, gotta go let with us not pick. forget the fantasy. Let's not forget the fantasy picks. Uh, next up for the tag... No, no, this is a, for tag team match. Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Now, we see... <laughs> Now, I know there's a reason to laugh at that. I know there's a reason to laugh at that, but we actually have been seeing the these guys mix it up on Raw for the past two, maybe three weeks. Now, I, do do I love seeing Lashley and Strowman in these tag matches? Yes. Do I love seeing Braun just run over Kevin Owens on the outside and Sami Zayn? But however, in the past two tag matches, whether they've been six-man tag or regular tag team matches, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn both taking the pin. They're not doing it three times in a row. And which I think is unfortunate that I think that they're going to get a loss. And I think it may be a roll-up. Lashley takes the pin. Now, like you said earlier, from my point stand of view, I need KO and Sami Zayn to win this. (laughs) But with that, being said, if you're going to do that, if this can turn into a Brock, I mean, sorry, Brock, a Bobby Braun feud or something, all right, I'm okay with that. But for KO and Sami Zayn just to win this any other way and not go that way, what is. We don't want to see them lose three times in a row, but what does this do? I feel like this is one of those matches when you're like, what does this do for either winner? What does this do for either loser? There has to be something to come from that. From whoever wins this match, there had to be something to come from that. But I want KO and Sammy to win from a points point of view, hands down. From a real point of view, um, Braun and Bobby should win this match. (laughs) I agree with you. Braun and Bobby should sweep them like three and out. And right. Bobby Lashley is my number one pick, so I don't want him to see him take the pin. But it's just so hard to see. You know how WWE does that even Stevens booking. So with uh-huh. even Stevens booking, it's like Kevin Owens. It they made it known Kevin Owens took a pin and Sami Zayn took a pin, both by Strowman. Strowman ain't taking no pins. Lashley still new, but right now Lashley, whether I like it or not, is just now a regular guy. 
He didn't come back and was like shot up to the title picture. He came back as a face, right. which was a mistake. He should have came back as a heel. But once again, no. Is he ever going to talk? No. Well, Lashley's a good heel talker. Like, have you seen him in Impact? I haven't seen a lot of him in Impact. I've seen some of him in Impact. He's a he's a and good... I have seen a promo. He can talk. Yeah, yes, yeah, he, he's pretty good, and he's a good heel. However. Him being the dominator, this baby face like he was, like when when he came in vid scene two thousand seven, I'm like, let's move away from that, right? Let's move away from that, and it's like, okay, well, I understand y- y- y'all want to do more with Bobby Lashley, but it, it if they beat them again, what sense does that make? You, I mean, unless they want this robbery to go on. First of all, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are just treading above water right now. Uh-huh. They have nothing for them to do. So, and they had nothing for Brown to do, not, not, and they have nothing for Lashley to do. So, like you never know. Maybe Kevin Owens gets to win here with a roll up cheating on Bobby Lashley, and then on Monday you get Bobby Lashley versus KO in a singles match. See, for me, you have Sammy and uh, you have Sammy and KO win. Then you can move them into like kind of like. You know, or we work well as a tag team. Maybe we should stay in the tag team division because them versus Bray and Matt could be the funniest promos of all time. <laughs> like that could work there because you don't want to go with the other team and do that with them because there's like, can you imagine this? Bron and Bobby versus Bray and Matt. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> it's not looking well for you at all. So that's why I said if. They win half the other two break up and start fighting against each other because they've already built them as too much of a dominant team that they just steamrolling through everybody together. And don't steamroll through everybody and not have the titles. You right. That don't make sense. It it, <laughs> it don't. So but so you're going with KO and Sammy winning. I'm going with KO and Sammy. That's what I'm going. I have to roll up on the tights. That's what I have going. Uh, next up, let's get, let's get the, the last singles match out the way before we get into the championship matches, and that's Roman Reigns versus Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe already called out Roman Reigns for saying, you know what, you botched that cage match in Grand Royal Rumble, because uh-huh. we will get to that in the rumor mill, because Lesnar's feet was supposed to hit first. So, uh, Roman Reigns, uh, they, well, wh- whoever they blame, it got botched. And Samoa Joe said, once again, you're a loser, and now I'm going to put you to sleep at Backlash. Now, obviously, Samoa Joe's on SmackDown, so, but they start already started this matchup rivalry right uh, in the start. So, what I'm already calling it right now is, you got Samoa Joe came in there to feed a sin car, came in there as a badass, he got the BMF wall. Samoa Joe comes in here and puts Roman to sleep. It's not for no championship Roman ain't going to gain nothing by a win. Ain't going to gain nothing by a loss. Samoa Joe beats Roman Reigns here. See, I don't want to agree with you all night, but I'm on the same page as you here. Samoa Joe wins to push him towards that some type of title picture on SmackDown. I think it's better to have Roman Reigns in this, yo, I'm losing, I'm losing, I'm losing, I'm losing. Almost kind of like John Cena of last year when he kept losing, losing, losing until something had to snap in him. Then he'd start winning getting the team back, getting people on his side, and that's what Roman needs. Yeah. That's what he needs. So he has to lose this to gain in the long run. And like I said, there's no universal title on the line. So obviously, Roman, if, if Lesnar don't come back and money in the bank and they have a rematch, then I see it being like a, uh, first of all, it can't be a regular one-on-one match. It got to be like a last man stand or something. But, uh, uh-huh. it, or he could be in the money in the bank. But right now, you build Joe up, you break these two apart, 
Joe needs to win more. He needs to beat the big dog. Put him over and have him go dominate again back on SmackDown. Because I definitely see Joe going for AJ Styles after Nakamura is done. Shout out to WWE just saying, hey, let's just do what TNA did a couple years ago and let's just make money Because it works, it's though. working. It it's works. working. It's <laughs> you, smart. And you know because it worked. It worked. So... Why not? But and now they're older, they're more seasoned, and they're in a WWE environment. Yeah, let's do this. Uh huh. This ain't the X Vision no more. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So okay, now let's go into our title matches here. So let's go to the first one. Carmella takes on Charlotte Flair for the women's championship. We had the contract signing last week, which is a uh, pretty entertaining. Then this week, uh-huh. I did not re- put up a SmackDown review, so I do apologize for anybody out there who was waiting for a SmackDown review. But it was a six women's tag between Charlotte, Oscar, and Becky Lynch taking on the Iconics and Carmella. And of course, Oscar made uh, my girl Peyton Royce tap out. I believe it was right to the Oscar lock. Yeah, but let's not say of course because Oscar definitely lost that match last week. All right, look, Becky, you lost the match. Let me say it before somebody out there says it. Yeah, but. They're making Oscar lose now, so it's not that cut and dry anymore. It, but yes, Oscar definitely tapped out Peyton Royce. <laughs> yes, that's what happened. So uh, I, I didn't see any of the aftermath, but that that is the setup for Charlotte and Carmella. So is Carmella just a one-time champ, or can Carmella actually, uh, you know, retain here? Oh, Carmella's retaining this. Carmella is retaining this with help from the Iconics. It's the only way. That's the only way. Because I'm. Let's be real. If somebody correct me if I'm wrong out there. Is anyone straight sold on Carmella just straight beating Charlotte? Uh, no. Yes. Right. Are they going to do that huge money in the bank build? Holding the money in the bank longer than anyone else. Cashing it in on Charlotte. The night after her biggest match in her career to date. After dethroning the undefeated Oscar. Only to have Charlotte take it right back. Yeah, I I can't. (laughs) If that was the case. If that's the case and Charlotte is still in this match. If this match goes anything longer than 30 seconds, it's BS. You're right, you're right. You're right. That's why I see Carmella playing extreme heel, staying out the ring, trying to avoid all the stuff, trying to find ways through it. I, I see that happening, uh-huh. but I still have Charlotte winning. You still have Charlotte. I winning. I still have Charlotte winning because you still have Charlotte winning. As much as Come as on. much as much as I want to have to see Carmella win, I, once again, it's like this: Carmella is. How, how do I explain it? I'm not saying she can't wrestle. She can hold her own, but she's not right. on Charlotte's level. Now, I do agree that, okay, maybe the Iconics come out and screw her, but that's going right back down the Riot Squad path that I don't want. You recognize they just replaced Asuka with Na- they just placed Naomi with Asuka because Naomi with the Usos right now. But it's the same thing. Uh-huh. It's the same thing. It's like, okay, we need something new. We need something fresh. I don't want it to be, okay, the Iconics come out, they save Carmella, and then next thing, next thing you know on SmackDown, we got the Iconics take on Charlotte and Becky, or then we have the Iconics taking on Oscar and Charlotte, or we have Carmella 
and I kind of do the whole six man thing again, or Carmelo takes on I, like you know it's just so backwards. It's like okay, have Charlotte win. I'm listening. No, no, no! I want you to finish, please. Yeah, have Charlotte win, get her championship back. Have Carmella throw a fit, try to get the rematch back on SmackDown, beat her, then move on from this. Honestly, because Carmella to me is just not selling me as a champion. Period. She's a good heel. She can talk, and she can she can wrestle a little bit, but she's so out of Charlotte's league. And I am so sick and tired of Becky Lynch just treading water right now. The Iconics need to be. The Iconics do not need to be a replacement for the Riot Squad. They're better than okay, that. Okay, now, 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 look, you're right. But with all that being said, the answer is not to put the belt back on Charlotte right now. They've already developed Charlotte to where she's at and where she's at with those cruel women that you're just sitting there like, oh, well, no one's really going to beat her. You need the belt off Charlotte, and Carmella gives other people... That we can at least talk about in a conversation again. You know what? Maybe Becky don't gotta tread water no more. You know what? Maybe Naomi can get another title shot again. Cause at least, and and I'm not saying they are as good as Carmella or Carmella is on their level. And no disrespect to Carmella at all. She's a she's doing a good job as a heel right now. But we can't see these people in women's matches with Charlotte at this moment. Charlotte needs to take a back seat for a while and let the other women on the roster work. So, so that's so do one you reason why you have Carmella hold on to this over Charlotte. That way she has the more thriving heel heat. I beat Charlotte twice. Twice. I beat Charlotte twice. So she could continue to be that annoying heel for someone like Becky Lynch to step up. Now look, you ain't gonna talk trash about my girl like that. So they can have more of a more of a balanced and interesting match than just expecting Charlotte just to beat the trash out of Carmella. So who's next to him? Who's next for Carmella then after Charlotte? More than likely it'll be Becky. So they move Becky right up so we get Becky and Carmella at Money in the Bank? Yeah. No, we'll get a women's Money in the Bank match and they won't defend the women's belt at Money in the Bank. It's the big That's show. That's what's going to happen. It's the big show. It's the big show. They're going to do exactly what they did last year. They're going to have both women's champions sit outside and watch the women's Money in the Bank match. No, that, that was the Royal Rumble. Women's Money in the Bank was only SmackDown. You know what? You're right. That was Royal Rumble when they do that. I yeah. can see them doing the same thing for the Money in the Bank. Yeah, because I, I do. Because if it's co branded, I do think you have, hey, we got four Raw superstars and four SmackDown superstars in the Money exactly. in the Bank. And, okay. And you, and you have Carmar- Carmella and. Probably Nia Jax sit outside on the outside and watch that match as they go in it. They go as the women go at it, so that way it gives more time to establish Carmella in that true heel status. Because yes, I think we can all admit that she's not the gravitating heel at this moment. But with that being said, it is very early for her. I mean, let's look. give her a chance. Let's give her a minute. I'm not saying let's give her half a year, but we could give her three months. Well, we see what happens last time we give somebody a chance, and that's called the General Mahal experience. But we're away from 2017. So now, since we brought up the 2007, since you brought up Nia Jax sitting out there, we can go on to the next match Nia Jax versus Alexa Bliss for the Raw Women's Championship. So, first of all, the moment of Bliss, have you been seeing them PSAs? 
I love those. Those are, are those are great. Those are great. She is she's such a bliss. <laughs> I don't want to say it. yeah. She's, <laughs> she, she, yeah, she is so she is so evil, and I'm just like you know I love everybody that Nia needs to squash her at Backlash. Nia Jax wins this yeah. match, and first of all, it should have been a squash at WrestleMania, but I can understand what they, they were trying to do with it here. But Nia, I want Nia to destro- destroy Alexa Bliss here at Backlash. So I got Nia winning in a squash. Now, all my points are saying I want Alexa Bliss to win. All my knowledge is saying that's not going to happen. <laughs> Unless there's some unforeseen woman that's going to come help Alexa Bliss. She got Mickey. She, she, you know she's coming out with Mickey. You know she's coming out with Mickey. I said, I said unforeseen, helpful okay. woman. <laughs> Not saying Mickey is unhelpful, but in this storyline, she is. <laughs> Unless somebody who I don't even, can't even imagine who it would be is going to help Alexa beat Nia Jax. Nia Jax is going to be trash out of Alexa Bliss. And we're going to move on to someone else. I don't know who at this moment, but it's going to be someone else. Well, it goes to your theory about the money in the bank and her sitting outside, and you have maybe Alexa Bliss go and the money in the bank and try to win it, and of course maybe maybe Mickey James or maybe a uh, uh, Natalia Ronda Rousey. Oh, can you imagine Ronda Rousey in that match? Can you imagine Charlotte in it and coming over to Raw? It could be. But once again, no, no, no. See, but then if that's the case, then they Carmella can't win because. You ain't gonna have Charlotte scared of Carmella. That ain't happening. I, that I don't ain't happening. wanted to scare of Carmella, but I wanted more of. Remember, Charlotte talked about last year how much she wanted to be in Rumble, how much she wanted to be in. But the competition for Charlotte is more on Raw than it is on SmackDown. To be all the way straightforward. Not really. It's better on SmackDown now. Oscar's over there. The Iconics are over there. Becky Lynch is over there. Naomi is over there. Raw has Natalya. Raw has the Riot Squad. We I'm done seeing Charlotte in the Riot Squad. Even though they have uh, Absolution on SmackDown now. Raw has Mickey James. Raw has Dana Brooke. Raw has Alexa Bliss. Raw has Nia Jax. All these women I just mentioned besides Nia Jax. Charlotte crushed already. Only person over there that's given her some so much of a fight is Sasha Banks, which we've seen a lot of times already, and Bailey, which we've seen a lot of times already. Keep her on SmackDown. Okay. Don't have her run from uh, Carmella. Just have her win the Royal Rumble, and it just challenge Ronda Rousey. They want to make her champion by then, but I seriously doubt. I had I had them having Ronda win the Rumble, and have Charlotte be the champion. And they, they just put it is it just have Charlotte. Uh, like I said, I don't know how it's going to go, but right now I don't want to get too off tangent. But Nia Jax crushes Alexa. You have Nia yeah. Jax too. Beating the trash out of Alexa Bliss. Okay. Unfortunately. Time to get to some mid card championships here. Now uh, we have the charismatic Enigma Jeff Hardy takes on Randy Orton. They had a tag team match on SmackDown, which was with Shelton Benjamin and The Miz. And Randy oh Orton uh, was it. Jeff Hardy pinned Shelton Benjamin, right? Yes, he did. Okay. And I lost some points on that one. And then, uh, but Randy Orton hits him with an RKO out of uh, uh-huh. nowhere on nowhere. Jeff Hardy. This could be a good match if it was 2008. 
But <laughs> and for me, this is why I see Jeff winning this. And let's get re- heal Randy back, please, please. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, yes, I, I I would love heel. First of all, that's why that's what made me love Randy Orton because my favorite Randy Orton, like I've said before, is the Legend Killer Randy Orton. Uh-huh. I, I love that Randy Orton. That's my favorite Randy Orton of all time. That's why he's my number four favorite wrestler of all time. But now Randy Orton is in there and he's just showing that hey, I want to check. Right. Randy ain't putting on five star matches no more. He could, but he just don't care enough to do that. And Jeff Hardy is older. Now they had that they had that match at Royal Rumble 2008, which the only good thing out that match was the twist of fate into the RKO. But other than that, uh, I don't like their chemistry too much, and I'm just like, if I didn't like it back then too much, I ain't damn sure gonna like it now. But I do have Jeff Hardy retain the United States Championship. What the way I would love for this to end, I want I want him to go for. I want Randy Orton to go for an RKO, but Jeff turns into a twist of fate, follows it up with a quick swan time, gets the pin, goes for the handshake, Randy hits the RKO, comes with a punt kick. That's what I would love to happen. And now we have the Viper truly back. I would love that too. First of all, you know they can't do no punt kicks no more. <coughs> so if he can do if CSF Rollins can do the blackout again. Oh, I'm just saying. Is that why it's called the black guy, not the curb stop? Yes. Okay. <laughs> just making sure. A little at a time. They just got back the quote-unquote blackout this year. <laughs> so, right. yeah, it, it, it's not happening for the punk kick. I mean, but, yeah, an RKO out of nowhere, I can definitely see see that. But, actually, I don't have Jeff winning with a Tristan Fader Swan time. I have Jeff winning with a roll-up. With a roll-up? Yes, we're oh, right. Randy Orton. Come on, they're going. They're going in that better than that. Uh, this is backlash. Roll up, it is RKO after the match. I I think it actually be a swine time into a pin. Uh, okay. Well, let's, let's see. But we both got Jeff Hardy winning, right? Yeah. yeah. Once again, All on right. the same page. Singles match for the Intercontinental Championship. We have Seth Rollins taking on The Miz. Miz is on SmackDown. Seth Rollins is on Raw. Seth Rollins had an awesome main event with Finn Balor on Raw for the kind of championship. And now I kind of nodded. Did, did Finn turn on Seth after the match? Yes, he did. All right. Maybe time for you to bring out the demon again. Just saying. And But they always have great matches. It's, and it's been quite some time. It is. It's been like over a year. It's been actually... Shit. Uh, SummerSlam last year, right? Yeah, absolutely. Ge- SummerSlam last year. Yeah, I forgot. I forgot which match he was in, but it was the Demon. Mhm. So it was. Can't remember the match, but I do remember it happening. Exactly. So it's about time for another Demon. It, it, it's about it time. is. It is. It is about time for the Demon. And uh, I see. Um, I have Seth Rollins going over here. There's no reason for the Miz to win to bring the championship back to SmackDown because. It ain't like, because uh, Randy Orton and Jeff Hardy are both on SmackDown. And so it's like, we're just going to bring another mid-card over here. So it's kind of obvious who's winning here. So Seth Rollins here. Well, but hopefully they can put on an entertaining match. 
Oh, I, I have no fear that they could put on an entertaining match. What I would like to happen is Seth Rollins wins, and then Miz just goes home for a little while. And I'm a big Miz fan, but go spend some time with your kid. I'm not saying that you're not, but just relax for a while. You work really hard. Take this time off and let Daniel Bryan and the, and the big cast go on for a little bit. Then you can come back. Take a break. Just take a break. <laughs> I agree. I think that that is what he should be doing. Take taking a break. Uh-huh. Just relax. You've done a lot. You had a you real talk, you had a great twenty seventeen. You yeah, can relax for twenty eighteen. Exactly. <laughs> at least for a month. Yeah, yeah. Go on go on with your baby. Um Right. Come back in SummerSlam. Main event time. The which, main event time, which is is supposed to be the main event. Because it, it's the only championship match. The no disqualification match for the WWE Championship. It is AJ Styles versus Nutcracker Nakamura. Nutcracker Nakamura, who has the most vicious song, which is the same song with words. I don't know why that made that so much better, but it did. <laughs> it, it's, it's just like this new rock version is dubbed over the original version. So it's like we ain't changing it too much, but y'all can't sing along with it now. Right, and I like that. So, but first of all, I, I think I like the low blows better. My man be all up in it with them low blows. He sells the entire low blow. <laughs> the entire low blow. You, every finger on his hand, to the palm, to the veins in his arm, to his lotioned up elbows, the arc, the bend, the stare, the hair is sold so much in that low blow. You were like, AJ, how how can you reproduce you you know you're you're obviously that we're gonna not call that the low blow anymore. We're gonna call that the vasectomy. Because obviously <laughs> he is too deep in that low blow. <laughs> like Shinsuke be pausing like he wants posters made. Right. I feel like he had the when he does that he has the soul of China in him. No, <laughs> no. Too, I, so I, much stank on that low blow. His is better because China be be cheating a little bit with, with the forearms, but no, he be uh he be getting all he be like you got a lot of balls and just put all up in there. Like they, <laughs> their balls be like in the encrusted in his elbow, and I'd be like, <laughs> and he hold it in like I feel it all, and I'm just like. <laughs> Like he, he do like, it in like a comedy style, style way, and it just it, it makes it funny though. But so since he had a double cat out at the Greatest Royal Rumble, and you know he said he can't stop holding AJ, then uh, no disqualification match. I need AJ to come with a cup. If they want AJ Styles to win this match, it'll be a great finish. The AJ Styles uh, that Nakamura goes for a low blow and it doesn't work because AJ just turns around, looks at him like I'm protected, and then uh, I mean it sounds like a bad condo commercial. And then, uh, it does. <laughs> and then it he, does. He beats Nakamura that way, and then that's how we move on to Samoa Joe. So I have AJ retaining here. I don't have AJ losing the title until SummerSlam. I actually I want Shinsuke to win, and the reason I want him to win because it feels like they're doing to him what they did to him with Jinder Mahal. Keep having all these title matches in a row to lose. If you keep doing that with a superstar, I'll never be excited to see you in a title match because I always expect you to lose. But there is a huge difference between losing to AJ and the Jinder Mahal. You is. And, and the problem is that he lost to Jinder Mahal. That's why I was like, wait a minute. It went from, yo, you should win this to, yo, I can't believe you didn't win this, to where he fights with AJ. It's like, wow, this could be a very competitive match. 
to now it's like, well, now he always losing these matches anyway. Yeah. That's how it feels. Yeah, fair enough on that. Okay, so you have Nakamura winning this, right? I have Nakamura win this. Also, just put out there, let's say Nakamura loses. So, what's the plan for him? For Nakamura? To yeah. Go, uh, the United States Championship. Get, have him get a mid-card title first. Beat Jeff Hardy, which can be a decent match. And, because uh, <clears throat> you have Randy Orton go heel. And then you can actually do a, or you can do a Nakamura and Randy Orton feud the right way and not rush it. And then you move Samoa Joe into AJ Styles' position. Mm-hmm. And either Samoa Joe uh, beats AJ at Money in the Bank or Extreme Rules. Hmm. That'd be interesting. So... Yeah, that's what I have there. But, guys, those are our backlash predictions. So, make sure if you guys uh, want to talk about it or, you know, post on the comments if you're on YouTube. You listen to this on all the podcast sites. Make sure you email us at therealnerdcoalition at gmail.com. Once again, therealnerdcoalition at gmail.com. Spell C-O-A-L-I-T-I-O-N. So, that's the whole backlash card right here. But now, into the show, we do have to move on. All right. Now we're back here, okay, and now let's get into, uh, so since we did the whole backlash, let's get into our NXT review, shall we? Uh-huh. Absolutely. So NXT, uh, this week, we see Roderick Strong with, uh, Undisputed error backstage, you know, flaunting. He has to take on Pete Dunn tonight. Uh-huh. And uh, we, we also have. I kind of wish that was for the belt, but I knew it was going to be. Oh, uh, for, United, for, for, for United Kingdom belt? Yeah. There's no reason for it to be, so I understand that, but I just kind of wish it was. Yeah, I was. ain't no really reason for it to have it. So, the the, the start off match, we have Kyrie Zane versus. Was it Shaza? Mackenzie, I'm going to tell you this right now. I don't give a fuck what you said about the Bianca Belair Candice LeRae match. This match was terrible. And it wasn't Kyrie Zane's fault. This, uh, Shazaz. Say what? You're so right. I sat there and watched this whole match. And you know what made me mad about the match? It wasn't even Shaza. You know what really made me mad about the match? What? The announcers pitching Shaza like she was doing something. She That's oh what my, was angering me. She couldn't <laughs> sell. She couldn't take a bump. Every All her shots were unimpactful. They didn't make not a sound. To the point where I could see the frustration on Kyrie Zane's face like, yo, don't put me in the ring with these kind of people. Right, and she really just right. hit her. She just hit all her trademark moves and pinned her. And I was just like, "Woman, you suck. You are terrible, so terrible." And the I was like, "Yo, that it was." So I said, "The fact that what that they was pissing Shaza like she was supposed to be something, and it was like just picking her up and just making her sound important." And I'm just sitting there like, she didn't do anything she messed up everything she didn't land anything why Lacey Evans did more than Shaza did the whole match 
Exactly. And Lacey Evans comes out sexy behind trying to say uh, that oh, it takes a real woman to, you know, admit when they're wrong. And she wants to uh-huh. uh, apologize to Kyrie Zane, always from Prince the Mayon Classic. But then punches Kyrie Zane in the face and Kyrie Zane sold it because she was like, I want to sell something in this match because I didn't sell nothing when <laughs> <laughs> Fabian Shaz of McKenzie. So she, she sold it. She made that right. That what was that? Uh, that right cross. Yeah. But like the hardest right cross in history. That bat, I said, oh, she really hit her. Like I really sat up watching this earlier. Like yo, she really hit her. <laughs> like you would have thought she got hit by Thanos. <laughs> you would have thought she got but stole by she... Thanos. As soon as she hit her, I just saw particles. <laughs> I was like, I thought that was, is that her finisher? <laughs> That's how it made me feel. Spoiler alert if y'all haven't seen Infinity War, but I'm pretty sure y'all have by the numbers at the box office. Um, y'all done seen the memes. Y'all know there's some about particles. That's all. <laughs> so, uh, next up, we do have, I don't even know what's happening. The Street Profits takes on TM61. Now, honestly, I was like, okay, this actually can be a really good match because they are actually kind of even where Nick Miller and Angelo Dawkins kind of match up and Shane Thorne uh-huh. and Montez Ford match up for real. And when for- I tell you, I feel like I was robbed on this match. You go ahead. But I feel like I was robbed. I did feel like I was Because first of all, once again, it goes back to that thing of it needs time. And uh-huh. it on and it, it was it was cooking a little bit. Like in that five minutes it was cooking and then all of a sudden TM six one Shane Thorne has a roll up on uh uh Montez Ford, pushes forward the ropes and Nick Miller holds him down and they pick up the win. And I'm like, Okay, this is what y'all gonna do with TM six one now. It's something different. Turn them heel because they've been the babyface for a long time now, but now that they need to get uh-huh. some wins, so Make them the heel. It don't hurt the Street Profits too much because they're entertaining and it wasn't a clean loss. Uh-huh. So, I am a... I'm a that's, that's pretty good right there. So, I, I'm, all, I'm all cool with that. Uh, once again, though, like I would like to, to see them have a, like a 20-minute match at TakeOver because the Street Profits, I, we've seen them at a house show back when he was Red Shoes. Right. right. He, yeah. said he, he will always be Red Shoes, yeah. by the way. So, especially when it comes to Philly. So, when they were in Philly at the Tower Theater and they, and they did that match, I was like, okay, they actually had a lengthy match that was pretty good. So, but since they debuted on NXT, they have not had a lengthy match at all. Right. And I felt like when I got these two in a match, I was like, oh, this is going to be a pretty competitive tag team match. Five minutes later, I was like, oh, so that it just stopped and I feel like even if you look at the crowd in this match they look confused like um um did, did the match end because I'm not sure what's happening right now <laughs> exactly like they, they they know what was going on so uh but the, the, I, I want them to, they, they, they should have a rematch at TakeOver but it's probably going to be on the pre-show because TakeOver's are meant for the Tag Team Championships and we right. know that Undisputed Era is going to defend that maybe against TM61 now. I guess so, because all the other teams are just left. So you got to build them up somehow. Would you do a triple threat? 
If they put the that's, if they put the War the Raiders in there, yes. Cause you can't forget about you the War do it Raiders. Team Six One and the Street Profits. No, I wouldn't do. I wouldn't do that yet. Cause the Street Profits, even though I know they're good, the universe needs to know that they're good, and they need to be in a longer match. And th- right now they're losing. They lost to AOP in, in the in the Dusty Classic, and they lost. Now you don't reward losing, and we know NXT does it the Fair. right way. Fair, you're correct. You're correct. I wasn't thinking about it that way. Yeah. I was thinking of. Them in that triple threat match, then we would see them with that time, and finally see them with that triple threat without a doubt. But we would absolutely see them perform in that match. I agree, but once again, right, right now they're they're more of a comedy act. But right now, I think TM Six One is going to help them get them serious a little bit. And right now, I think it's more focused on the War Raiders because they're just been dominant right now. So, but they, they will be taking on. Heavy Machinery next week. We did get that. Uh, actually, NXT, NXT next week looks pretty good because we got the War Raiders and Heavy Machinery. Mm-hmm. We have Cash Zone on Tommaso Ciampa. Yeah. And uh, so, that's pretty good. Come on, points. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next up, we have the return of Coda Reeves versus, versus, versus Patrick Scott. Now, here's my thing. Everybody okay. keeps saying... Coda Reeves return to NXT. Who's Coda Reeves? Thank you. I felt like I was the only one because I'm sitting there like, when was he there before? What did I miss? I'm like, is he someone from? And they kept, and they kept throwing back to other people during that time. They was talking about Bobby Roode. So I'm like, so I'm like, all right. So when was he there while Bobby Roode was there? And he was talking about Sami Zayn, and I was like, when was he there while Sami Zayn was there? Like I was sitting there, like flashback, and I was like, I don't remember any of this. The only thing I could think of, of is, the only thing I could think of was like maybe he was in Ring of Honor, or maybe he was in Impact because I don't know who the guy is. So uh, I, I, I really at don't, all I, at all at all. So I'm just like, okay, well, I mean. Well, he wins. He beats his job of Patrick Scott, and I forgot his finish. It's like a reverse pump handle slam, I'm guessing. So I don't know how it goes, but honestly, to be completely honest with you, it, it as you know, we're in the Philadelphia area. It's hot up here right now. It's like 90 degrees, so I fell asleep. Yeah. <laughs> I hit that snooze real Man. quick. When that heat going, I had the air conditioner on. I was like, yeah, time to hit that snooze. Time to hit that snooze. But uh, next match up, we have uh, my girl, the EST, Bianca Belair, takes on Candice LeRae. Now, before the match, Candice LeRae had an interview backstage, and she was talking about how Johnny Gargano got beat up by Tommaso Ciampa, and he's in the hospital, and she couldn't comprehend the talk. She Her mind was so messed up on uh, Johnny Gargano being in the hospital. Now, there's things I liked about this match and the things I didn't like about this match. Now, for starters is... Bianca Belair is a beast. That woman is athletic. She is establishing. Honestly, she got the crowd behind her. I know she's playing the heel, but she got the crowd behind her. She does this, which is the only memorable thing in this match, is I've never seen nobody do this before, not even Mark Henry, where Candice LeRae is on the mat, and she just puts both her arms on in her, and I'm like, what's she about to do? And she squat down. I'm like, oh, she's not about to do this. And I'm thinking she's going to deadlift into like the world's strongest hand position, like a fallaway position. I did not think uh-huh. this woman 
was going to deadlift Candice LeRae in a military press slam way. What? The only she thing she's a strong, strong woman. She, but but <laughs> but but even even just the fact of being strong, it's about being sturdy. Because a deadlift, you need a strong back, you need a strong core, you need all that. Now she just threw Candice LeRae into the turnbuckle. I would have loved it if she caught her on her shoulder like Goldberg and power slammed her, but that's asked for too much. But here, and then of course, uh, Bianca Belair uh, wins with that old school alley hoop they used to call it. Now here, here's the things I liked about the match. Bianca Belair, as they kept hyping up, saying this was the biggest match in her career. If you count the people that she was going against, it is because Candice LeRae is kind of a name. But however, in reality, Candice LeRae never really proved herself in NXT. She proved herself right. in the Indies, but not in NXT. So, first, I mean, they can say that, but until like she beats like a uh, I don't know a more established member of the NXT roster, like a Nikki Cross, maybe, then yeah, that's when she uh, beat her biggest challenge yet. I did not like, and, huh? And that. It, and you hit the nail on the head what about what you said about Candice Lorraine. Since her premiere in NXT, she just seems so lackluster to me. And I don't want that from her. I see so much more from her. And can somebody help her outfit too? Like, help? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I, I wasn't always the biggest Glam squad, where you at? <laughs> it's, it's, I wasn't so yeah, Ryan Squad. I, I was like, I, I wasn't so biggest on her outfit. I always said when I see her in like the Johnny Wrestling shirt and them jeans, I was like, yeah, that, that look good. But this wrestling outfit, I, I ain't feeling it. But right. the, she's, she's supposed to be candy wrestling, and right now she's just candy rapper. Yeah, and uh, I'm just like he was waiting all day to use that. I uh, was. Uh, I'm like, hey, been thinking about that for hours. <laughs> and, now the other thing I didn't like about this is like, uh, I was about to call him Byron Saxon, but no, Percy Harvin. Kept hyping this up before the match even started. That Candice LeRae's head's not in the game. I understand that's uh -huh. your job. What I would have loved to see is Candice LeRae try to hit her moves, but she's sloppy. You gotta sell the story to me that you're not in the game. Percy Harvard is going on and on and on about how she's not in the game. I'm like, let it show to then you make your conclusion that she's not in the game. I'll, me personally, I, I like that better. And the last thing. As much as I love Bianca Belair, as much as as powerful as she is, she got to change that finishing move. Um. Also, what does EST stand for? Established. For Bianca Belair, I don't know. Uh, okay, it's called. Uh, I mean, it's short for established. But she's the fastest. Right. She's the smartest. She's the you know it, it has the EST at the end. Gotcha. Strong is. Okay. So she's established. I so, get it. Yeah. I get it now. Yeah. I was well, I was always looking for the connection. Yes. But I get you now. Smartest, fastest, strongest type thing. So, yeah. and she proved it. But it's not the, like Kanye West song. Yeah, yeah kind of. But, uh, <laughs> the, uh, but the problem is, she got to change that finishing move. <laughs> she she got to change that. You know what? I, you know what I was unhappy? There was, uh, there was no hair. I, I was waiting for the hair whip. I, no I, hair whip. Now, the, the hair whip should be, like, that, let that be her signature. And I don't mind that. But here's the thing. Bianca Belair got so many damn good regular moves that her finish move just fails in comparison. Right. Like, right. It completely overshines. <laughs> it, it, it's like, you need to make, like, honestly, 
that deadlift can be your finisher. That like that deadlift into a power slam could be your finisher. Or that 450 you do can be your finisher. Or you know the, that big boot you do. Like I said, but honestly, if if, if if I was a developer for like 2K19, that hair whip is a uh, a signature. And then it sets up for that move. But that, that alley hoop that she does, not saying she don't do it right. She actually does it better than the big show or anybody else is used to do it. But it's not a very impactful move for the, for the array of moves that she has. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's, there was some theatrics on the alley hoop. It, it said a lot more. Yeah. It's still that. I, in my opinion, she needs to change that finishing move. So kind of like how Paul Cruz need to change that standing moonsault. That's what she needs to change. Uh, Understood. Main event time, Pete Dunn takes on Roderick Strong. This is obviously revenge for what happened at TakeOver or uh were they WrestleMania at this year? New Orleans. Oh, New, yeah. Orleans. New Orleans. There well, we go. Yeah. Sorry, why do I not forgetting these things? <laughs> yeah, so take over you New Orleans. Show <laughs> there it is. Good point right there. So then Roderick Strong, um they actually have a decent match, Undisputed Era, which is Adam Cole, baby, and Kyle Riley on the outside. Uh, Pete Dunn goes for the bitter end, and then Undisputed Eric comes in there and starts beating them up. And when you think backup's coming up, I'm thinking Mustache Mountain is coming out. Now, before that, let me pause you for a second. Yeah. At the beginning of the match, I loved how Roger Strong came in with his nice Roddy Strong music, and then he sat down, and the Undisputed Era music popped up. I think the symbolism in that was quite amazing. <laughs> I, I thought it was great too. I I, I like that. Can every entrance be like that? <laughs> that? That would be great. That would be lovely. <laughs> if every entrance was like that, I'm I'm cool with that. But once again, it's probably like a group only entrance. I'm I don't know, but I, I like it like that. I like the rock, the Roddy Strong music playing, and then the shock the system comes. So. Right, I like that because the, the way it, it hit, it was truly a shock to the system. It was like, "Oh, look, it's Roddy!" No, it's undisputed error, Roddy. And everybody was like, "Ooh, exactly." He really is a part of them now. <laughs> exactly. So, um, I uh, I enjoyed it. Then, like I said, undisputed error got in, and when you think, I thought Mustache Mountain was going to come and kind of like save them, but no, it was Danny Birch and Only Lorkin. I'm just like. Huh. <laughs> That's not who I thought was going to be the ones to save them. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So, uh, your thoughts on the main event? Um, I thought it was a pretty good match. I love Pete Dunn matches. He's he really earns his name to Bruiserweight. To be a hundred percent straight with you. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Like. <laughs> All his moves are legit impactful. And the fact that he was he hit him with the bitter end and you were like, yo, Roddy lost. Roddy lost this match. Then for them to come in, but then for um Danny Birch and Orny Lorkin to come in, I understand why they came in after last week. We are setting up the Undisputed Era versus Dumb. But I guess. But I enjoyed the match overall. Not a five-star match, not a four-star match, but a solid three-star, hands down. 
Yeah, once again, they had more time, and obviously, if it was just a one-on-one straight-up match, that joint could have been really, really good. But that was NXT this week. I felt as though it was more set-up than actual uh, show. So That's why I said it was, it was more of a letdown NXT. It mm. felt like a filler in NXT, which it was. It, it was, but next week is going to look up because, so I remember, so we have EC3 making his NXT debut match next week. We have... Um, Shout-out to his promo, by the way. It's not NXT, it's NX3. Oh, my bad. And then... We, 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 <laughs> I love that. We have Cassius Ono taking on Tommaso Ciampa. We have Heavy Machinery taking on the War Raiders. And then that's we, the main event right there. Uh, yeah, that's the main I'll event. now, that's the main event. Over uh, Tommaso and uh, Cassius Ono? I feel like that has more build-up, and that's why it's better for the main event picture. Okay. Well, you know, whatever the case may be, I'm getting some points next week. So, that's good. <laughs> and speaking of points, it is time for us now to go over the fantasy results. So, let me pull out my fantasy list here. And let's go over the fantasy results. So, oh, we started the fantasy a couple weeks ago. Last week, we could not get you a podcast on the air. All my co-hosts and stuff were busy, including myself, so I'm not going to blame it all on them. So now this is this is a, a culmination of two weeks put together and it, we all came to an agreement that they counted the Greatest Royal Rumble as pay-per-view points. <laughs> they counted that <laughs> and I think some people are going to be mad because they did count it. <laughs> so... <laughs> In last place with negative forty five is Quattro. And Ooh. you wouldn't have been in I last place. I, you almost wasn't, but until you reminded me about that matchup, I was just like, you know what? You're right. Street profits did lose. You do have the street profits. So yeah, just holding down the bottom. Yeah. In last place. <laughs> In fifth place, with negative 40, Swag on Zero. Ah, join me, Swag. Join no, me. Swag on, zero actually, <laughs> Swag on Zero actually had a bad, bad hurt piece because uh, he got negative 125 for the greatest world rumble alone. Woo! But Braun Strowman... He have everybody that lost. Yeah, <laughs> He he yes, and then on top of that, <laughs> remember gender gender loss, Reigns loss, mm. um, the mm. Usos loss, mm. Rusev loss. Mm. <laughs> so it was uh, it, it it was pretty bad, and uh, you know what? Actually, I just looked at on his list that he does have Carmella. So actually. He has negative 45, so y'all both tied. Yes. Y'all both tied. Join right me. Here. Join me, <laughs> Swag. The king of the bottom. Yeah. So, yeah, we yeah, see. But if it wasn't for Strowman actually winning the Royal Rumble, he'd be in last place. So the Royal Rumble's 50 points anyway, so he had Strowman. So that 50 points kind of knocked out about almost half of it. So. Saved his life. So Saved it did save his life. Okay, so y'all both tied for last place. Then uh, in next place, which would be my fourth place, in negative 20 is prime time. And then now we Got get... Deion 
not, not Dion at all. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You, can, you can't be prime when you have negatives. I'm sorry. But yeah, she's at negative 20. And now the top three. So in third place with five points is Q Flow Flow the Rookie. So KO is not doing the body no good. And neither is Elias. <laughs> You know, Elias did beat Rude, but a lot, no contest means no points, and Rousey ain't fighting nothing yet. <laughs> so, uh, then in second place with 55 points is Mr. Andy, myself. So, yes, I need Lashley to come through. I took a little hit with Roddy Strong taking that uh, no disqualification loss, but it's only five points. Uh, Shayna Baszler, the Bludgeon Brothers, I need Big Cass to win. I need Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler to shut it down, and uh, I need—I haven't seen—I I haven't seen the Velveteen Dream since I drafted him. No one has. <laughs> but I got the Royal Raiders, Ruby Riot, and Lars Sullivan. So I'm hoping that coming next week, you know, on NXT, I, I can get some uh, some uh, powerful comeuppings. And in first place with 95 <laughs> points, don't know how this happened. JD Moxie is. Leading the charge right now with first place because he has that Samoa Joe, he has the Seth Rollins, he has no way Jose. Wait, 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 wait. How many points did you say for this man again? He has 95 points. Wait, 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 wait. I know, I heard you. How many points did you say for this man again? 95 points, first place. It's but look, 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 you look. But I'm, I'm going to tell you the who he has, you are, though. The harder they fall. But look, I'm going to tell you who he has, though, <laughs> right now, which is, is, is getting him points, though. He has Becky, who's been winning, and tag team. Uh-huh. She lost one, but Cedric Alexander, this man ain't lost since December. Yeah. Cedric has not lost since yeah. December. He has Baron Corbin, who took a hit. He has No Way Jose, which cancels out. He has Brock Lesnar, who got 25 points to win that cage match, so... That helped. He has Seth Rollins, who won that ladder match. That 25 points helps. He has Samoa Joe, who has he has uh, Sanity and Dean Ambrose when he comes back. So, actually, it's let's say that bad. He's, he's doing the thing right now. He's doing the thing. Yeah, so that is the fantasy update for this week, or for the past two weeks. So, then, of course, it's going to update when we get the backlash this Sunday. You know we had how the pay per view numbers go, and then of course we got the Raw, SmackDown, NXT, and 205 Live all to calculate. But this time it will be easier because we only got one pay per view a month. Thank you. Then we ain't got to do that. So uh, a little bit easier on you there. Exactly. So, but now let's go on to our last segment, and that's the rumors. So let's hit that rumor mill music. Okay, so let's go into the latest rumors and quick news that we hear around the world of wrestling. And I want to bring this to your attention. So, Uh Ember Moon's fiance lands in controversy after insensitive shirt. Now, we all... Wow. That's what the article says here. The article I'm actually reading this on is uh, WrestlingRumors.net. Now, once again, but... 
I did see. Now we all know Amber Moon is a African American woman, correct? We can agree on that, right? I'm pretty sure you're right there. Yeah. So her fiance, and did, she, she's a good looking woman at that. And then her fiance is a Caucasian male. So nothing wrong with correct. that. Nothing wrong with that at all. So, however, he's a indie wrestler, and he has, I don't know if you've seen the tweet, but he has a shirt on. It's a green shirt, <laughs> green and yellow, and if uh-huh. you, when you have the opportunity, you got to pull up the shirt, and uh, it says, Matthew Palmer, king of the black women, and, and in the middle of the shirt is somebody on one knee. Kind of looking like Killmonger from Black Panther, with a sword or dagger in his hand, holding a busty black woman over his shoulders. All right, this is me trying to find the positive in there, and I'm looking deep. So, what the hell is this character? So, <laughs> so it, it with the Twitter, somebody said <laughs> Amber Moon's boyfriend new shirt is uh interesting, and then so it says it's unknown if Moon specifically uh gave her approval for the shirt but Palmer has no qualms in wearing it for months to the ring before fans took notice so it says it says uh, Mr. Moon responded to the tweet above explaining his character is a racist and sexist one wow Oh, so understanding his character I see where he was going with the shirt with that being said, I'm not saying he should have went there with the shirt. <laughs> uh, now, see, now it, it says here, he says, I play a racist, sexist character, you know, a bad guy. Okay. And it says, the shirt has been made available for fans on Pro Wrestling Tees with thanks to Palmer and the promoter he was working with. I'm like, oh, okay, that, that, that ain't good at all. I, I don't know if I would sell it like that on Pro Wrestling Tees, though. As Twitter started to blow up with negative towards Palmer for the shirt and what is represented, he took to Twitter to announce that he would be removing the shirt. So he says here again, Palmer slash Mr. Moon. (laughs) So earlier I promoted a shirt that is intended to promote a racist character. I play for, for a show. I agreed not to accept money for its sale. But after discussing it with tons of people on Twitter, no one should make money from it. The promotion and I have asked for it to be removed. And then he says the shirt is officially gone. It says Matthew appeared in a WWE video back in August last year when he accompanied his fiance in Moon to the Ring for TakeOver Brooklyn 3 against Oscar. Check below. You see Ember Moon's family who looks just like her. So, uh, Quattro, your thoughts on this and... Honestly, I know that the world is very, very insensitive these days. It really is. There Correct. are certain things you just can't do no more, certain things you can't show in movies, certain things that are, that are not PC anymore, that back in the 90s or the early 2000s, you can get away with and you know not be caught uh, certain things. However, what do you... <laughs> what, <laughs> When you do the lines of like a racist character or a sexist character, when you when you're like drawing that thin line, it's very very difficult and it's very very like you, you got to know you got to know your audience in a way. And, Absolutely. Uh, and uh, 
sometimes it can be a little bit insensitive. Now, if he, if he's playing that kind of character, I mean, if Ember Moon is cool with him playing that kind of character and that's her fiance, I'm like, oh, okay. Hey, uh, is everything all right over there? Yeah, I'm. Uh, yeah, it's just, yeah, I'm good. Okay. I'm saying it got it got it got very windy all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah, that was, that was an accident on my fault. Somebody had to check out, but I'm good. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I, like, like, like I said, it's a very, it's a very thin line. So, what would you say to this? Now, I understand that he's playing a character. Let me start and say that from the beginning. I understand that he is playing a character. This is his job. He's just playing a role. I'm sure Ember understands the same. Where I see the problem is, is when you just told me that this is a shirt available to the fans. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I got a problem with that. <laughs> that is where the problem was. If he was, you know what? And I'm not saying it wasn't a problem that that was his character, that he wearing a shirt, or that everybody's insensitive, and we know he's just playing a role. I get that. I get that completely. But when you said that shirt was available to the fans, mm. I, I felt like you like felt like me, and you start imagining some of the people that could be wearing that shirt. Yeah, and it, it, it ain't a character to them. Uh, and it, that's when you gotta know. That's when you gotta take a hard left, if I may say. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> it was at that point that we all was able to sense the problem. Yeah, you know it is right. Like I said, it is also a fine line because it's like, how racist is your character, though? <laughs> you know, <laughs> almost maybe you want to watch a couple matches to see how how far it really go. It's like, are, <laughs> like, are you taunting the crowd? Are you going around splurging the n word? Are you uh right? Like, what? Because what, even back then, it's just like, all right. Even though in the Attitude Era, they had the Nation of Domination, but they didn't have them go up against the Ku Klux Klan. You know? It's just like, there is a line, like, you gotta keep some type of dignity. And the way the shirt looks, it just looks like straight slave. <laughs> like, I'm just like, wow. It just looks like, uh... Once again, I, 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 I guess I... If Ember Moon is okay with the character, because it would be something like, hey... If I was her, and that like, or if my if I had a fiance, I'd just look. Let's talk about it. Like, do you have, do you have to play that character, or you know, because you yeah. you really don't know what people's motives are that are today. Because you you got people out here who just say, "Hey, I'm playing a character. I'm not racist, but that's just their excuse to be able to be who, who they want to be in public." You don't. You never know. No, for me, a little deeper than that. All right, I'd have been like, you can play the character. I get it. That you're doing your job. You're doing your job. Now, how deep, how far you go with this character, that's where we're going to have some questions. <laughs> yeah, I agree with like that. Like you said, if you out there, you come out of work, in-bomb, in-bomb, in-bomb. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I said you can play the character. I didn't say you can fulfill a dream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's the questions that needs to be asked there. So, it's like, all right, you wore the shirt. That's your character. I get that. 
how far is your character going? And the fact that the shirt was available was a problem in itself. You can see that, 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 that that's another thing that it bothers like this. It's one of those things like, okay, did you take it down because somebody on Twitter called you out about it? Or did you yes, take it down because it was it wrong? Like. Hey, that's what it seemed like. Because like you just said, he's been wearing this John for months. Months. It's, I'm sure he was getting backlash about it every time he walked to the ring. But I'm sorry. Your wife or fiance, I'm not sure what their relationship is 100%. Yeah, is in the limelight. Yeah, she or is. is in a larger limelight now. So, of course, they're now they're looking at you, and they're like, "Wait a minute, this is the type of company you keep." I don't know how comfortable I feel around you now. Not saying that's right, but I am saying that that's what happens. That is, especially when you're in the limelight. Is is it fair? No, but that that when you're in the limelight, especially when you're a celebrity, and you got your you got your husband going around and doing this, especially in an indie promotion, and he and then you know you try to make money off that because it's like that that can go wrong one way, and the next thing you know you can be at a WWE show and somebody in the front row got that shirt on, uh-huh. and then he Heart left. and then you know and they may actually be feeling the way that the shirt feel, and they may want to say some derogatory like it's kind of like yo it just leads to and you, you're making money off of derogatory things. Uh-huh. Which I don't think is a really yeah. good idea, but that is a yeah. That's, that's one of the topics that came up. I was just like, wow, that kind of it kind of shocked me right there. But we're going to move on also with some of the other things. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we need to eclipse that topic. It, it, man, sh- I, I know, kind of like Infinity War, you got, got you need a breather. Uh-huh. Um, some somebody snapped that topic for me. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then apparently. At the Greatest Royal Rumble, we had a botch, like I talked about earlier, that the idea all along was for Brock Lesnar's feet to hit the ground first at the Greatest Royal Rumble. But when that didn't happen, WWE had to call an audible on how it uh, explained his victory. Per the Observer, it says they also noted that Lesnar isn't under contract for SummerSlam as of now, but is a good bet he'll be at money in the bank. Her okay, well, and probably retain the championship. Well, let me just ask you this real quick. So, who botched that? <sighs> okay. Because I watched it to see what you did. We didn't watch it together, but we both saw it. Yeah. Um, we can see Roman Reigns' feet on the ground. And they keep saying, Roman's feet hit first. Roman's feet hit first. Well, I'll take it a step further. I'm not a Roman Reigns fan. Roman's feet hit only. He's, yeah. <laughs> the way I understand the rules is when both feet hit the ground, you're considered out of the cage. Mm-hmm. Um, I could watch this with you right now, and I can tell you Roman Reigns' feet are still not on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> you mean His block? foot. It's absolutely on the cage. And if we go on to talk about deep on the level of botching that, how was that a how 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 was that supposed to go any other way? If he speared him, was Brock supposed to do an extra roll? And that's how his feet got to the ground? Because I didn't see that going any other way. I mm. I I, can, I don't understand that something else different happening. 
help me understand. Okay, so here, here, this is the best way I could put it. When the spear happened, I'm like, wow, that is an awkward way for that cage to break. And when that happens, is now usually when they had these cage spots that come off the hinges, if you remember Bobby Lashley with Big Show, if you remember Braun Strowman with the Big Show, even if you remember Stone Cold Steve Austin with the Big Show, a lot of Big Show, uh, the whole frame came off. The whole steel metal part and the mesh in the middle, right? In uh-huh. this one, it was just the mesh. Because you could tell that... The, I don't even know if the cage broke right. Because i never seen a cage break like that. It, they okay. just... They just fell on mesh. It wasn't... There was no frame around it. That's why they hit so hard. And uh-huh. with, with that being said, I, I think it could have been a thing. Like if the whole frame came off, it the, the frame would have came... They, they, they would have bounced on the mesh. Brock would have rolled off because they, they, both their feet would have been on the mesh. Brock would have rolled off and won. I can see that happening. But since the whole mesh didn't come off and this... That, I mean, just as the whole frame didn't come off and the mesh just came off... Right now, they both hurt each other. Brock hit hard. And Roman Reigns, like, DDT'd himself. So the only thing you can do is roll off. So I, I, I'm I, not saying people want to blame Roman. Roman botched the spot. No, the cage botched. Because, honestly, I'm I, I'm really thinking that it was supposed to be like the Big Show Strowman. Remember when, when Strowman powers in Big Show through the cage and the whole frame came down, but the mesh caught Big Show? Right, and he just bounced in that mesh, and then he just stayed on there. That's why I think what's supposed to happen. And if the mesh can well, can hold on Big Show like that, honestly, it can hold Brock. Well, if yeah. that was the case, do this spot. Why didn't we just have Brock suplex Roman through the cage? That way, Brock still stand tall in the ring, and then Roman obviously be hit first. Well, then Roman was championship. Right. Isn't that what was where they were supposed to go with this? No, they, what they were supposed to go, I'm just saying, what they were supposed to go with was Brock, apparently, what these rumors are saying, Brock's people were supposed to hit the floor first. That's why he won. Ugh. Because if, if Roman's people were supposed to hit first, then he won the match already. There's no need to German suplex or suplex him to do the mesh. It was supposed to be Brock hit feet hit first, but Roman's feet clearly hit first because Brock Lesnar's body was still on the mesh. So they their whole thing was messed up. That's why they had to come out and say the referee was only concerned about their health. He didn't pay attention. He just seen Brock Lesnar's body with the on the mesh on the floor. So he called it that he was the winner. But I really believe that since the frame didn't break, and I, I don't think the cage broke like it was supposed to, they were more uh-huh. in stun in, than anything. If, if I'm sparing somebody and I DDT myself on, like, the floor, and I'm like, oh, shit, I'm going to roll over and try to get my head together. I'm not even thinking about the match outcome. Brock Lesnar, like, took the air out of him. I can't move. So, honestly, their thought pattern, what it looked like was it wasn't supposed to happen like that. If it had broke like the, like the Big Show and Braun Strowman match did... I can see them spearing, bouncing off the mesh, and Brock Lesnar rolls to the floor first while Reigns is still on the mesh. Then that makes more sense. Instead of now, you got to cut a bullshit-ass story to figure out how why does Brock still have a championship and why does Roman not? Because he clearly won the match. And then why does he, and he has to have another rematch now? So, I mean, uh-huh. I guess it worked out that way. 
So I'm not gonna blame Roman. I'm not gonna blame Brock. I'm gonna blame the cage. Okay, because yeah, because I because like we all said, we all watched it. it. Was like, what are you looking at? I can see both his feet on the ground. I'm, I mean, now it develops into a whole storyline of, yeah, they robbed you. They robbed you. Yeah, but I guess we just gotta move on. Okay, yeah. So. um Moving on for, for the, the couple other rumors that we do have here is uh, Corey Graves has heat for Saudi Arabia comments. Did you read anything about this? No. What Corey say now? What? Like Corey says something. <laughs> okay, so it says here that, first of all, I'm getting this article here on WrestlingRumors.net, and it's saying that uh-huh. one hot foot in the heated grave. <laughs> Last week, uh-uh. Greatest Royal Rumble was one of the biggest shows in WWE history. It was, while also being one of the most controversial. There's no way around the issue of Saudi Arabia having issues involving the rights of women, and various people weren't exactly happy with WWE taking a huge payout from the Saudi Arabian government to put on the show. One such person was Corey Graves, whose comments on the issue aren't going over very well. So I'm trying to see Graves. To, uh, I'm trying to see. Uh, it's, it's according to Wrestling Observer Newsletter by the way of WrestlingInc.com. Graves may have some heat on him over his comments, which were against the way women are treated in Saudi Arabia. The comments were made on Instagram, and there are those in WWE who feel that they should have been made out of the public. Wait should have been made out of the public eye. While Graves is a commentator on both Monday Night Raw and SmackDown Live, he is reportedly not as irreplaceable as he thinks he is. Here is the Instagram post which caused the issue in the first place. Okay, so the Instagram yes. post is uh, Corey Graves drinking some Moose Juice IPA. What kind of beer is that? Good look. Uh, I don't know nothing about that one. I don't want no. I don't want no moose juice at all. But it says some great north, and it says a drink to remember that no matter how bad we think we have it, at least our women have rights, and we all have freedom of expression. Hashtag: oh. If you get it, you get it. I don't look. Look, no, I'm gonna just jump in right here. Okay. What I don't understand. When it's your job, and this is any profession, when it's your job, and you go to social media to talk bad about something relating to your job, shouldn't it be something that go off in your head like, wait, I shouldn't do this? I agree, but... They know where they at. They know the stipulations of what they're doing and at this point. So for him to say that, he should have known better. He should have known way better. It, look, now, I'm going to jump into also because he's one of them people that, like, kind of like how I feel, right is right and wrong is wrong. Okay? All uh, right. I hear you. And the thing is, a lot of people would look at, I understand, because especially a lot of women were saying, okay, because a lot of people, they just watched the show. They didn't realize what the backstage stuff was going on. So, you you seen all... Have you seen, like, the front rows for the Greatest Royal Rumble? I did. 
I, I saw the um the side family in the very comfortable chairs. Yeah. Very, very comfortable. Very comfortable chairs. Nobody people from Saudi Arabia was contacting Solomon Monster, or that's another podcast I listen to, make sure you listen to Solomon Monster, who lived over uh-huh. there because he has fans all around the world saying that they have money to afford them seats, but they would not uh, let the public buy those seats. Because if you notice when they zoom out, there's a huge gap between them and the public. Huge! There there is gap. So that is made for royalty. And the rule was you had to have at least one woman with you. You know why? Because it's good PR. To show, hey, we got happy families coming to see WWE. So when you have people wow. that you when you have people that work for that, it, it, it you know it's kind of a double edged sword because you, you look at it this way, you love your job, you respect your job, uh-huh. but it, it's they kind of are hypocrites in a way, right? Yes. And the thing is, you can't say we're. St-, it's like okay, the way Corey Grace is probably looking at it is look, you're not Ring of Honor, you're not Impact Wrestling. You are the biggest wrestling company in the world. From New right. Japan. For even, now, New Japan is big in Japan, but in America, they're, they're trying to get it up. But everywhere else in America, Vince McMahon, WWE, is the biggest company worldwide when it comes to wrestling. Absolutely. So some people, maybe Corey Grace for this though, is that you ain't need that money. You don't need to. And honestly, if WWE wants to, they could do things to help get their money back up. Honestly, you can just all you gotta do is just write better. <laughs> if you write and, better, you... and also with what you say, yo, look. First off, yes, better writing. Hashtag please better writing. <laughs> Second of all, if that's how you feel, knowing how your company is, knowing how you are in the light. Right is right, wrong is wrong. You can have those feelings all you want. That don't mean you had to put them out there. But it also is like this though. If we if people don't put the feelings out, look. If you look at it this way, if we didn't put our feelings out, we wouldn't be able to vote today. If you, if we and didn't put our feelings, unfortunately, you, unfortunately for Corey, he might have be voted out of that position. He, he don't watch himself. He, but it's, it all depends what side of the thing you stand on. Okay, I, I hate to get a little nerdy on a wrestling podcast. Remember you sided with Team Cap, but you didn't like Captain America? Correct. But you understood his views, right? Correct. The views are the right thing to do, but it's the unpopular opinion. The way you're saying it, you, you can't be a hypocrite that way. You can't say, hey, this is your job. You got to make sure you stay in the limelight. But yet, right is right and wrong is wrong. See, you can't. Nobody uh-huh. can have it. Nobody can have it both ways. So what it seems like he's saying is that, hey, we are in the middle of a women's revolution, right? The uh-huh. women begin all these opportunities that women have never gotten before in wrestling, and all of a sudden we're actually making money off of this. And then all of a sudden you go over to Saudi Arabia to cut that. Now don't get me wrong; they they, they paid them a healthy amount of money, but. We just say, but we, we but we just say fuck our women. Not only do do they say fuck the women, they don't have nothing for them to do here in America. Somebody said, well, if that's the case, why don't y'all make an all day, uh, all weekend house show of just all women to see how it works? They didn't even do that. Now I thought the payoff 
would be like for the women's like all right so we're going to do an all women's pay-per-view at least an all women's raw or smackdown or weekend show like like a roadblock something like that you know what i'm saying yeah i would hope that something like that happens but i still feel like now I'm, I, I don't want to say i disagree with Corey's view because i think he's right i do i hands down think Corey is right Corey had to know that backlash was coming. Yeah, but see, but that's the and thing. He... No, Come on, please. No, 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 no. Go, go ahead, go ahead. No, and with him knowing that backlash is coming, either he must have felt that I'm going to get away with this, or they're not going to do anything to me. And either way, that's not the right train of thought to have there. If you need to. T- Take care of yourself as well. I agree with his view. I do. But that might that was not the time to say it. That but, was not the time to say it. But the question it is involved saying it when he got back. But the question is, when is the time to say it? If I was him, I'd have said it when I got back. It still would have been bad <laughs> you, you, you see but what I'm saying? saying that why he's there. I'm saying, but yeah, I'm just saying, but right now, now, I don't know if he's in Saudi Arabia when he says this. It's just that he, you know, the he, way I read it, I, I read it as if he was saying it while he was there. Yeah, I'm just, well, I, look, I don't know what the case may be, but, uh, it, cause it doesn't look like he's in a Saudi Arabia bar. It looks like he's an American uh-huh. bar. Like, so, stuff like that. So, like I said, I don't think he's there, but, you know, uh-huh. he, Corey Graves is an unapologetic dude. He gonna say what he got to say, regardless of how he feels. Like you ever heard a Booker T's um podcast, heated conversations? I have heard that before. Yes. Yeah, it's actually a decent podcast, and he has something called the hot seat where he brings people on and he talk about these issues that's on the hot seat. And it's like you know, Randy Orton was on there, and I didn't know him and Randy Orton were that cool, and. uh Randy Orton, you know, did the whole... Remember the NFL and the whole kneeling situation? Yes. Okay, there's back and forth opinions about that. And then Randy Orton made the comment saying that, hey, they could... I I just have a problem with that because of how I look at the American flag because me used to be in the military, stuff like that. And even though Booker said they're not attacking their military, and he says, I understand that. He says, I think they could find something else to do. And then Booker T, what the comment is, no matter what they do... No matter what people do to fight for equality or fight to end something, it's going to make people uncomfortable. No matter Uh what they do, whether you're fighting for women's rights, whether you're fighting for racism, whether you're fighting for gay rights, it doesn't matter what you're fighting for. All those topics are what they call shut up topics. You want to push them underneath the rug. And, uh-huh. the, and the question is, a lot of things that WWE does is that people push him under the rug because Vince McMahon is the most powerful guy when it comes to wrestling in the world, and you're replaceable. The only people that's not replaceable is people that retired. Hulk Hogan, Stone Cold, The Rock, or John Cena. Everybody else is replaceable. You know what? To Even to a certain extent, I think to a certain extent, John Cena's replaceable. But, but, but The Rock's not replaceable. Stone Cold's not replaceable. Hulk Hogan's not replaceable. That's why a lot of those guys can get away doing whatever the fuck they want. But Corey Graves saying this is like, look, I have, a, I'm not a woman, 
All right. I enjoyed the show. Right. But you got to. Right. But how do the women feel? Imagine if this happened to you as African-American. And then say if WWE was pushing, you know, more uh, African-American talent and they had a Saudi and they had like a, a an African tournament, stuff like that. And then all of a sudden they go over to China and we're not allowed over there. How would you feel? You can't just say it's the job. You can't just say, well, that's because like, no, they took money. They decided to take money over you. Well, if that's the case, could he have not took a stand and be like, hey, I respect my job and I understand you're doing this for the reasons you're doing this, but I'm going to choose to not participate. I, Quattro, I agree with you a thousand percent. That's what I, that's what I'm saying, that it's a confusing, hypocritical world. Uh-huh. Because back then, you had women dying, getting fired, getting beat for just the rights of of women there's not that anymore you've had african americans you had hispanics you had jews dying for the right for them to have rights you still have homosexuals out here who are still dying for the rights for them to have equal rights that's what i'm saying but today's world is it's about the almighty dollar and the thing is it's like hey Corey graves may feel that way but he want to get paid and and that, and you know what? It's just like you just said. That's where the problem is, right there. You can't be all the way in and and partly out. You can't have two feet in the water and both feet on dry land. You can't have both. But you then you're out. Exactly. But once again, I don't think Corey Graves is in that much show for WWE because, like I said, they ain't take him off TV. They didn't. You know, he's still no. he, he's still commentating. He, he's still doing all that. He's still doing all that stuff. That that's not the problem. But however. He is being made known that, you know, he doesn't necessarily agree with that. And, you know, I'm not mad at the brother for, you know, not uh, agreeing with it. Because, like I said, it had to be heartbreaking for the women that they can't perform and they don't get none of that check. They, they already mm-hmm. underpaid. Now, there was also rumor and are being compensated somewhat for that as well. Since they weren't allowed to go. Okay. Now, I don't know what that compensation is. I don't know what that deal was. I don't know what hand washed the other. But I would be... I don't want to... I would be blind to the belief that when Triple H goes, but Stephanie McMahon doesn't go, I don't see her being quiet on that topic. I just don't. Uh huh. I feel like something happened for our female superstars. I don't know what, but something happened. It just makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I do agree with that. I I I do agree with that. I mean, like I said, we're in a messy situation as it is right now. But Vince taking that money, it's the same thing with like, cause Vince plays both sides of the coin anyway. Vince will, you know, talk about equality and push black wrestlers and do all the kind of stuff like that. And they say great things about them. But when that old my dollar come, that you know, that's just like, all right, you know, kind of like, fuck it. He going to get that dollar. He going to make that money. Uh-huh. And that's just what he, and look, he, he already said it kind of subtle. But when his XFL starts up in 2020, 
he already said there will be no kneeling and there will be no criminals on my in my football league. Well, I, he he will have a league full of nothing then. To be honest with you. Yeah. It, it's hard, and I I don't I I feel like we straying far away, but I feel like something that needs to be talked about. It's hard to put certain restrictions on certain things for certain results. And it's unfortunate. But I guess you're going to do what you want to do and have it work out as best way as it possibly can. Uh-huh. You're right. Well, you know what? That That's what I have here for the rumors. I don't know if you uh, had any other rumors um, um, Davari. Oh, Davari. Yes, Davari getting those death threats from the the Saudi Arabia. I don't know if it's the Saudi Arabians or if it's the government or whatever the case may be. Right, but they, they didn't reveal where the death threats were from. Just that there were death threats. Okay, yeah, and uh, obviously they don't like our Iran over there. Correct. So you know. And uh, when they come out there with the Iranian flag and de- doing a wrestling heel promo, no, they they took that very seriously over there. Yeah, they they took that to heart. And I feel like once again, WWE should have knew what they was getting into there. It's not like that was just thought up on the fly. This is a staged event. But however, once again, I- I- I've said this in the past. I remember people, a lot of people saying Vince McMahon is being a racist. I said, I, I don't see racism. I just see racially insensitive. And Vince McMahon is such, it lives in such a closed world that it's like you don't really know what goes on in the outside world other than your WWE universe and knowing that you're looking at it as it's a wrestling thing. Yo, man, these people really take this stuff really, very, very, very seriously over there. I mean, also at the same time, I don't know how to fix my car, and that's why I get a mechanic. So, I am sure there are enough people employed that at least someone said, Hey, Vince, this ain't the move, my guy. Someone had to say that. This is not the move for these reasons. Especially, and let's examine this under deeper microscope. They're going back in November. They're going back. When you say back in November, you you mean what? They're going back. They're doing another show. Of that magnitude in Saudi Arabia in November. This year? This year. Now, I did hear that they're, they're doing this for, this is a 10-year deal for $200 right. million. Right. And on top of that, I heard they're going back for a second time this year. So, you really going to go back twice in a year and do the exact same thing? Really? Really? You, you don't learn from any situation. At all. Uh Uh-huh. That can't be the answer. That can't be the answer. So, for them to be like, all right, we're going to come out. That is, that is like, to bring it home, to bring it to America. Yo, we're going to do a show in Mississippi, right? And we're going to put it in together, a new tag team. We're going to call the the four kings. No, no, we're going to call them the three kings. It's going to be three guys in these white cloaks. And they're going to call the three kings and they're gonna come out in all white riding horses and they're gonna come to the ring yeah that's a good idea somebody gonna be like hold up <laughs> um this is not the move Vince. 
And I feel like someone had to say that at that point. And I'm sorry Davari got those death threats. But let's be real. Davari didn't say, wait a minute, guys. I don't think I should do this. You right. Because <laughs> I know I would have been like, no. I know I ain't been on TV in weeks. Th- this ain't the way for me. Oh, it's going to be incredible heel heat. I don't care. <laughs> what the heel heat look like if my house on fire at that night you right well you know what it, it, in the latest thing the same thing with that is the whole Sami Zayn thing so I was reading here also that it was uh-huh. saying that uh, his Sami Zayn uh, it says if it all wasn't enough the latest rumor about the greatest Royal Rumble was the absence of Sami Zayn from the Rumble match which is reportedly due to his was it Cyranian descent S Y R I A N. So what 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 descent is that? Um, Syria. Syria. Okay, so like, is is that because I I know he was from Canada, but he must have some. Look, I I believe he is from Canada, but his ancestor his ancestry traces back there, and it's a known thing. And over there. Syria and other Middle Eastern countries. Let's, let's be real. From what we hear about the news, it's not like I'm there. It's just a it's just a melting pot of war going on in our world as a whole right now. Yeah. So with that, him being of that descent, he probably didn't feel comfortable there. Because guess what? I wouldn't have if I was him in, the, in his shoes, knowing what could be possible, looking at what happened to Davari, I'm sure Sami Zayn is somewhere like, whoo, made the right choice. I mean, well, that's like, you know, black black people performing in Mississippi <laughs> back in the 50s. Shit. Right. Knows. I mean, but... Let's it, be real. Somebody did it, and you know what? I appreciate that you did. But you know you're a braver man than me, because I don't know if I could have took that step. You, you, but right. I appreciate you. You right. So. I appreciate you. So, so I mean, for for, for twenty five million a year for for ten for, for ten years. So that means that they're doing a show like this once. Well, I I heard it was once a year, but they're they're going to right. Saudi Arabia for 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 the foreseeable future. Right. Is 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 the dollar amount that strong? Because like I, now, okay, the one time fine. But I'm really going to start thinking that people, co-workers are going to be like, look, I ain't with this. Because I understand that there's their culture over there and they do what they're supposed to do in their culture. And we, we can't argue with that there. But, you know, it, it's it, once again, it's that fine line because you, you got them talking about America all the time. If I got to bring it down to a simpler view, if I go over your house, I got to respect your rules, right? Yeah, but yeah. and I, I know you got more for that. But then it's exactly what you're just saying. Then if I don't want to respect your rules, then I won't come to your house. Correct. You're right, but also like this: if you come to my house, and you respect my rules, and I'm beating my wife visibly in front of my friends. Would you say something? I would. I absolutely would. And then I wouldn't come by again. Because I have a problem with that. And if that's how you handle business there, I can't tell you how to handle business in your house. All I could do is state my feelings about it 
to you as a man, as me respecting you, and then remove myself from the situation. Because I can't make you change. I might want you to. Hands down, I might want you to. But I can't make you change. And unfortunately, for what it looks like the WWE is doing, they're doing the same thing everybody else doing as a, in a big business. At the end of the day, money first. Money over morals. It is, but, but pretty soon, like people like Stephanie and people like Corey Graves is going to get like Just like I said, I it's that fine line. And I'm not sitting here taking sides for nobody, but I'm just saying, but... I'm more like the right is right and wrong is wrong. And I do feel bad for those women who aren't able to go over there and perform. And they have nothing for them to here to do. And like I said, they're expecting bonuses. But I'm reading here that they don't know if the bonuses are going to be coming or not. So it's like. Oh, wow. See, I ain't know about any of that. So, yeah, I, 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 I was just reading. I'll see if I pulled this post up the last time. Uh, it says here, look. Wrestling Observer Newsletter. Now, I'm not saying this is like I said. Once again, everybody listening. All these are rumors. The Corey Graves thing, he said. That's his Instagram. We just gave our opinions on that. The Ember Moon thing, it's on Instagram that they said that. The rumors about them getting paid and all that stuff about Saudi Arabia and them for going there in November. These are rumors, everybody. So just make sure y'all know that. But it says here in the latest Wrestling Observer Newsletter, it is mentioned that although PW Insider has said women in WWE were paid as if they worked the Saudi Arabia show, the, the women don't know anything about it or have denied when they've been asked. They do oh, wow. say, however, that any bonus money wouldn't have come in yet. Well, then, there has to be some type of payoff to, to make this balance to keep your company in order. Oh, y'all had that show in um in April in um, Saudi Arabia? That's fine. I want to show in November in France, all women. Something has to happen. There has to be some sort of balance. Well, not November, because we know that's going to be Survivor Series. I guess August. No, that's SummerSlam. Let, let October. So, I'm sorry. Just trying to think of a month. But something you. has to happen. There has to be some balance. You that's what should happen. That's what we need to happen. And you know what? <laughs> that is the essence of two wrongs make a right. They'll be like, okay. It balances out. So, go be wrong over there. We'll be wrong over here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So, but guys, that's where we're going to end our show at. And once again, we are a show of open opinion. So you're allowed to put your opinion, post your opinion down in the comments below if you listen to this on YouTube. Or if you do have an opinion or something that you want to talk about, hey, if you listen on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, SoundCloud, Speaker, or Google, uh, any of those podcast sites, make sure you guys go to the email, therealnerdcoalition at gmail.com. Once again, the real nerd coalition at gmail.com. Coalition spells C O A L I T I O N. And you guys can post your opinions or post this email so we can have an email section for next week. And that's Backlash. And once again, make sure you guys sign up for Spacious Productions, who is giving away Comic Con tickets. If you go sign up on their uh, raffle on Facebook, and uh, the links will be in the description below for uh, Spacious Productions. And that's what we're on as well. Check out the Market Dark Show where me and Swag on Zero, the Nerdgasm Talk podcast, are going on there and doing an Infinity War spoiler. Once again, Wizard World's coming up. I will let people know who are the WWE superstars that are going to be at Wizard World. They always have them every year. So for the wrestling fans out there, they can um, go see them. And also come see us because we do plan on being at Wizard World this year. So uh, take all all that stuff. That's all great. And, uh, yeah, it's time to close this thing out. It was a great show tonight, uh, Quattro. Appreciate you hanging out. I know we went a little over today, but, you know, 
topics get heated. You they know, do. You know, they do. And I'm glad we could debate them. Exactly. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, once again, this is NC in a place to be. Chilling with Tony, Mr. A&D. And from the Soul Track Enterprise, the Hard R Quattro. Enjoy Backlash. Yeah, we're going to try to. And Q-Flow, wherever you at with that soulful music. Have you heard the new song yet, Quattro? I, I like the new song. Exactly. I do like the new song. Yeah, so, <laughs> so, as Swag would say, this is for the ladies. So, Q, you know, uh, mellow it out and take us out. to your ears welcome to the show we don't need any gimmicks you already know so sit back relax and hit the like button go and share with your friends and keep the likes coming swag on trivia and prompts top five either way it's fun and you're hearing it live join with your host mr a and e yeah you know it's the place to be it's nc Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.